on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> Kickboxer than the people that made Kickboxer. I don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old. <laughs> I have never and will never be a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> 90s nostalgia is big now. I'm going to be relevant again. The hair is long and curly in this movie. Along with some good special effects, I might add. Yep, I like to go outside. I like to go on adventures. Oh, I've moved on to my, my old gummy snacks now. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that is whiter than the Oscars. But at least we admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Eric Marner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jess Hicks. And we have a full show tonight. As always, we're going to get into some Oscar talk. we got to do our roulette. We're going to do our top uh, movies from 2015. And we're going to try and get to some recently watched. But I have so much goodness that uh, next episode we're going to do a big recently watched and really clear our plates off that stuff. Because we have a lot of interesting stuff coming up in future episodes. Um, before we jump into the roulette... Anything you guys want to recap about the phoned-in <laughs> last episode? Uh, I thought we would maybe want to touch on a couple of... I had a couple of things on Jess's honorable mentions. I was a little surprised to see a couple of horror movies down that far, like Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tenebrae. Tenebrae. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I, I, I could not resist that edit. because It was the perfect edit, though. That was good. You set that me was up good. too well. <laughs> but seriously, that, Jess, that was the biggest surprise. I figured that that would probably be in your top 30 even but it was it was hard um so well as far as tenebrae goes i do like tenebrae i think it's fun i have a ton of fun with it but if i i kind of there were other movies that dario argento did that i would like more that i i would want higher up and then there were just it just didn't fit in there so i was like damn it so i have to had it had it my Honorable mentions, but that doesn't mean I don't love it. Oh, the struggle <laughs> of putting together this list. We, oh, we it gets harder for harder, trust me. Yep. Yeah. And as as far as Evil Dead goes, I like Evil Dead, but I have never been like a huge Evil Dead fan. I didn't come into Evil Dead until later in life. Um, I I had seen Army of Dark. I saw Army of Darkness first, like when I was younger, and then I think I saw <sighs> Evil Dead too. I worked my way backwards, basically. So Army of Darkness, Evil Dead two, and then Evil Dead. Evil Dead's not something that when I'm like, man, I kind of really want to watch something that's familiar and that I really enjoy. It's not the one that I first go to. Oh, it's totally so fine. That's, it, that's why it fits on my yeah. my. Honorable. It wasn't a judgmental comment. It was just uh, I was like, wow, oh, yeah. wow, I got some horror movies down there. <laughs> I th- you know, Schindler's List. Totally understand. I'm not pulling that thing mm-hmm. off the shelf every decade. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. Any any other notes, comments from um, last episode? I I have a note uh, because I'm. Uh, sometimes things in my brain that sound similar um, come out wrong. <laughs> so when I was talking about Citizen Kane and I said George Orwell, what I really meant was Orson Welles. Yes. Because that that similarity in their name, it just like there's some synapse in my in my brain that just fires wrong every time. <laughs> um, okay. So well, don't uh, worry, just, movie fans. Just named, I, uh, I'm not an idiot. A guy wrong on the show, so uh, this will be her final episode. Goodbye. Uh, Bye, I've been it. We have fired. never made these mistakes before, and we will oh, not accept boy. them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do this every episode. Uh-huh. And you can't fire me from a non-paying job, so. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Click, hang up, Skype. Okay. Eugene, anything you want to add for the last episode? No, I thought that was really good. Actually, I, that turned out better than I thought it would. Just with, uh, I mean, we're so used to 
how we do things here. But it was actually kind of cool to have a different format like that and uh, uh, literally like just be able to listen to all of Jess's top or the, the last of her uh, top honorable mentions all in, like without being interrupted. So that was good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was nice that we could actually fit something together that actually sounded decent yeah. as yeah. far as doing that didn't sound awkward or, or clunky or anything so yeah. always nice to have another backup for an off week or when schedules don't align and i'm sure exactly. it will happen again yeah it will uh okay let's move on to the roulette because we have so much to talk about tonight it's it's just a massive night uh last uh episode before last episode uh the movies we were reviewing love the hollow the diabolical um and the roulette, of course, is when we force each other to watch movies so we can take them off our queue and hopefully find those gems in the rough. Eugene, you have the pole position this episode, so you're going to get to go first on all of this shit. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> he said maniacally. <laughs> so please, lead us into the hollow. Okay. Um, so I... Look, here's the deal with this thing. One, <laughs> I love it already. One look at the cover thing. on... Yeah, this thing. One look at the cover on Netflix and you're like, okay, here we go. Another sci-fi quickie. Um, and that's pretty much what it is. Uh, I'm actually on IMDb right now. Real quick summary of the movie. It's Halloween on Shelter Island. Small town is getting ready for a big storm and... Uh, as it so happens, there is this evil curse from a witch uh, that it turns into this tree creature thing, and these three sisters are fending for themselves on this island, trying to get away from it and figuring out what the deal is with this creature. I gave it. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give you my review, my 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 star rating, and then explain why. Um, it's only two stars, and. Uh, Here's what's here's what sucks about this is the the production value on this movie was so good. I'm like this easily could have been a theatrical release. Easy. Like it it looks spectacular and the CGI is fantastic. And the practical effects are I'm like wow, they actually they used some practical effects and when they use the CGI for the creature, the creature's awesome. I'm like Awesome. This is, and the whole witch thing, I'm like, it's kind of generic, but it works mm-hmm. for a, for a horror movie. And then the three sisters open their mouths. Oh, and <laughs> the movie goes right down the toilet. <laughs> I don't get what, who, like, who throws good money, obviously. Like, it's on the screen. The money is on the screen, but it's like, hey, let's, let's almost make a good movie, but instead let's ruin it by making three horrible characters that you have to follow around the entire time that, that scream each other's names the entire movie. Like, uh. with a little bit of tweaking, this would have been a total gem. But, and this is a sci-fi original movie, and I'm like, this is, this looks great. It is? Why would, why would they, it looks great. Like, the, the production values, I'm like, why would you screw it up so bad by not changing the, and maybe I'm old, and but it, I'm like, who likes this? No one talks like this, and no one, like, these are obnoxious people doing <laughs> things that no rational human being would ever, 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 ever do. So. How old are they? Um, they're in their Supposed 20s. They're in their so 20s. And then the, yeah, and then the youngest one is, like, I think in her teens or maybe a little bit younger. Oh, so early, tw- so younger than me. Early yes, 20s, yeah, they're younger 20s. than you. Yep, yeah. Well, maybe they do talk like that. I don't know. <laughs> is this one of those things where they casted for looks more than anything else? Oh, probably. Yeah. Is it everything? 
Yeah. <sighs> Especially at Sci-Fi Channel, it is. Yeah. And this, yep. this here, like, there was actually, like, there was some good stuff in here, and it was unfortunate that, that it was squandered with just a poor script that didn't, didn't work. And for some odd reason, the end credits were, I think, less than 45 seconds long. And I'm serious, too. Like, I'm like, what, did they cut the end credits off? This movie's still going, and there's like a minute left uh, on the runtime, and all of a sudden, just bam, end credits, brrr, done. Because <laughs> they're like, nobody's gonna read this shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> odd. But uh, anyway, so I, I would, I mean, I'm not gonna make you guys watch it, of course, but uh, halfway through, I'm like, wow, this is pretty good, and and then it just went from it went downhill from there with the with the actresses so yeah i had heard a, like cuz it kept popping up on a lot of under like underrated horror movies that you might have missed or whatever and a lot of best of lists at the end of the year that people really that it was kind of a surprise that people liked it so i was like maybe maybe it's good but and i want to like it more i really want like i that's the type of movie that i'm like wow someone took the time to make this thing look good great special effects a cool creature um, but somewhere along the line, someone was like, nope, that's our script right there. We're sticking to that. And <laughs> I look forward to seeing how it compares to another uh, small horror film like Hellions, which we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. There would be a good film to compare it to, but that's for yes. a little later yeah. in the show. Uh, anything else for The Hollow? Nope, that's it. Jess, The Diabolical. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, I just... <laughs> still not a fan of Allie Larder. My mind has not changed. All right. The basic plot of this is that Allie Larder and her two, because I don't remember her name, are uh, her character's name, and her two children are being haunted by several different kinds of ghosts. That when they, you know, they're about to appear because there's a huge, like bright, like kind of like an alien light happens, and then one of them appears somewhere. And I'm gonna be totally honest with you. It's been two weeks since I watched this movie. And I gave it, uh, let's see what the stars I gave it were. Hold on just a second. I gave it two stars. Oh, okay. I don't honestly remember a whole lot about it because I didn't like it so much. What I do remember is that Allie Larder is, they're aware of the ghost right off the bat. Like, they, this has been happening. This isn't something that, like, they're trying to figure out and that it's slowly building up. And they're like, are we haunted or are we not? No, we're haunted. We know it. All the kids are on in on it. Everyone knows. And she has a boyfriend in it who is her like her kid's tutor, and he's a scientist. So he figures it out, and he wants to try and figure out the scientific element. And there is a, he finds out doing some digging that there is some government kind of conspiracy thing going on that people are doing tests that he used to actually work for a company that he quit because he didn't like the tests that they were doing. And it make nothing makes me angrier in horror movies. When they incorporate time travel and teleportation for no reason whatsoever. Like uh, Insidious Part 2? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. It's, it's, it, it, I don't... It, uh. I was going to say, that's a very specific <laughs> negative that I couldn't even bring up anything, but yeah, Insidious 2, I guess. Yeah, Insidious 2. And it, it's completely unnecessary. And the whole idea is that this one specific entity is coming back and it's getting worse and worse and finally it comes like is actually kind of solid and you can harm it and they figure out how to how to do away with things and it doesn't necessarily end happily um 
but it definitely ends stupidly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I, I want to tell you guys the end, but I, I I don't know if you have any interest in watching it at all. I, I do because Allie Larder. Yeah, it's, it's on. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's up there on my list for uh, for soon to be watched. <laughs> Alan, don't spoil it for him. If you happen to watch it, then we will discuss the ending. And, oh yes. And, and we will discuss, but no, I gave it a two stars thumbs down. It was thankfully an hour and 26 minutes, but I just, I can't, I can't do it. It was just, no, <laughs> I can't, and I can't, Allie, no, don't. just no. That's Jess's <laughs> final thoughts. <I've, laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pass on that. I'm good. Yeah. But I look forward to <laughs> hearing you guys' spoiler talk. I, I will join in that wholeheartedly. All right. Okay. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, here we mm, yes. go. <laughs> Buckle in, kitties, because we're about to get the explicit tag real quick. Ooh, uh, on the movie yeah, you can't even talk about this movie without it going there. Uh, Gasper Noe's Love. And I hope I'm saying his name right, because, my lord, you hear it a lot in this movie. People uh, always say no, like Gasper No, but I think it is No Way. I don't know. Okay. Well, I'm, we always pronounce names right on yes. this show, so it's No. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, Gasper Noe's Love. And I'm going to be reading a little bit from stuff I wrote so that I can keep track of all of my thoughts on this film. I've been thinking about it quite a bit. Um, it's about what you would expect from a Gaspar Noe flick. If you, uh, Jess, have you seen his other movies like I Stand Alone, Irreversible, Enter the Void? I've seen Irreversible. That's the only one? Yeah, I've seen the most... I've seen the... <laughs> That's, it, it's the, worst <laughs> the most of, traumatizing yeah, one. <laughs> it is the most trauma. Yeah, no doubt. Eric, Eric you've watched all of them. Like, uh, we both yes, have I do want to see Enter the Void. That one's good. That that might be my favorite, if you can have a favorite. Yeah, yeah. For me, I I would agree. That's the most accessible, which is it's still not accessible, but it's the mm-hmm. most right. If but, you, it, but it's not irreversible. Correct. Yeah. If you have seen any of these films, you know how talented he is behind the camera. You also know how flat out mean and negative he is. Mm-hmm. Um, while love isn't nearly as violent as his previous films, he makes up for it with lots of extremely graphic sex and nudity. I sent you guys a screenshot of the way this film opens. Uh-huh. That was not after the credits. That was not after anything. You press play. There you go. Two people wanking each other off. Well, um, I know what I'm watching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I checked around on some websites because there were a couple of scenes later where it was like, wait, wait a minute. And sure enough, yes, it is said to contain, quote unquote, unsimulated sex. So that's the real All thing. Right. Otherwise known as unfake sex. <laughs> Otherwise known as sex. Otherwise known as <laughs> real sex. And it shows, you can tell. There's uh while some of these scenes obviously border they border on pornography, he manages to keep them contained a bit to be relative to the story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not supposed to be straight up titillating. What is the story? I'm getting there. Trust oh, me. Gotcha. We're getting there. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure it out and I was <laughs> Yeah. Um and this is where it all falls apart. It's the same problem I have with all his films. The main guy is an insufferable asshole. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible to sympathize with this guy who who cheats on every girl he's with and prone to tirades when he spews the most vile, horrible things at these girls because he, quote-unquote, loves them so much, you know? Uh, I've, and I've seen this in many films where it's like they get into a rough patch and then he's like, well, F you and your art's horrible and you're a terrible cunt and blah 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 mm-hmm. it's like honey I'm, I'm saying this i love you so much i can't live without you and it's like that is a horrible dysfunctional relationship <laughs> and any t- that, you know, that's abuse <laughs> exactly anytime that i see that in film and it's like oh 
they love each other. I'm like, no, they don't. That is horrible. And it's really cute how he calls her name. You need like to be that. separated. You need to get out of the, I mean, we've all had dysfunctional relationships in our past, I'm sure. But anytime you're into that screaming stuff like that, where they're mm -hmm. you're like, okay, now I'm going to say the worst thing I can think to hurt you. Just leave, be done because you, yep. you you're not in love. Um, Okay, moving on. Don't turn out to see. I, I got lots <laughs> to say on that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> As he's done before, this film is also filmed in a sort of reverse chronological order. So we see the messy end before we get to the innocent beginning uh, of this relationship. Uh, it's worth a watch if you know what you're getting into with Gaspar Noe, and I'll say that overall, it, it was more effective of a story than Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac as far as the quote-unquote heavy controversial sex nudity mm -hmm. romance drama film that we've seen of the last couple of years. I felt more for these characters than I did in Nymphomaniac. Uh, there, this also could be a prequel to I Stand Alone, in my opinion. Oh, really? And in those movies, you know, in my opinion, Gaspar Noe was injecting himself in them. Like, he is one of the main characters. Um, and very much, he is the main character of this movie. The, this guy is an aspiring American, aspiring filmmaker in Paris. And he's hanging around college and meeting chicks and taking them on dates and banging everybody in sight and uh, mm -hmm. falling in love with this one and that one and going to parties. And, you know, one of these guys that uh, talks a big game and is going to get this done and going to get that done. I'm a filmmaker. Well, I'm a film student. Well, I'm working on things. No, you're going to parties. Well, I have ideas. You're going to parties <laughs> and doing drugs and, and you know, banging everybody. And at the end of it, he's accomplished absolutely zero. He's just all talk and he's just a partier. And in the meantime, treats all these women like shit and is just an asshole. I, and I, So that's why I, I start to lose the connection to the character. But he also, why I say it's Gaspar Noe, uh, he also, how was it now? It's been a while since I watched it, so I'm trying to remember. Uh, while he's talking to the one girl he's in love with, he wants to name their first son Gaspar. And then <sighs> he finds out that some girl is cheating on him with this other guy named Noe. Oh, God. You know, so he is like fully wow. injected himself into this thing. But he also, the film that he wants to make is a real film about love, not just the pretty Hollywood love, the real love with real sex and with real fights and real relationships. And here you have it. Gaspar mm -hmm. Noe's love. It's it's funny because I, I Googled get just while we, you were talking because I wanted to see what Gaspar Noe looked like. And he looks like a weirdo. Oh yes, he does. But, but the two the two articles that are the top that popped up immediately is one was in love. Gaspar Noe focuses on sex over story, so that's what you're saying. And then the other one from IndieWire is titled "Why Gaspar Noe Directed on Cocaine, Masturbated in His Own Film, and Shot a Live Birth." Yep. Oh yeah, these things happen. <laughs> there, there, and there, there is uh, there's a lot of sexual stuff in this movie. I wouldn't say I don't know if I'd agree with that that the he shot sex over a story. I just didn't mm -hmm. care for parts of the story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's a difference yeah. there. Um, I mean, that, there, it's definitely extremely graphic. There are cum shots in this thing. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's heavy. I definitely would say you guys give it a shot because we're cinephiles. We watch everything. I'll definitely. Yeah, you, yeah I'm going to watch it's, it. It's, it's, it's a, a given. Movie. Yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, it. Honestly, it was a lot easier to uh, swallow. <laughs> <laughs> as a Gaspar oh, Noe go. movie just, it was a lot easier to uh, uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> just just spin 
as a Gaspar Noe movie because it was just one guy who was an asshole instead of the extreme violence of his previous films and that those people were assholes. He does still employ his um, audio and visual techniques that are designed to make you ill on purpose. They're in clubs, mm-hmm. multicolored flashing strobe lights, right. odd sounds that are just like, oh man, I'm my my I want my skin's crawling, and this guy overstimulation of the senses. This guy's blowing lines of coke, saying how much he loves this chick while banging somebody in the bathroom, and you're just like, ah. <sighs> yep. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, if you want to see a drunken all talk moron, make. An idiot of himself. Welcome to Movie Freaks. <laughs> okay, I believe I've spent more than enough time on that. I, uh, there's even more I could get into, but uh, let me know what you guys think of it when you give it a shot. Yeah, we'll have a full discussion when we both, because I, I am going to watch it for sure. So Absolutely not for the general movie-going public. This is just for cinephiles, especially people that know his work. And I would even recommend watching those three before this. What would uh, What's the final rating for you? 5.5 out of 10. That is worth one watch, and that's it. Okay. Yep. yep. Sounds about right. And don't let anybody catch you watching it. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some graphic shit in this movie. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to watch that one uh, by myself when I know nobody's going to be coming home or calling yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next round. Let's, uh, we spent enough time in love. Um, Eugene, you get to sell us your movies first. Okay, and what a great list it is. Mm, depends uh, if uh, you, you're picking off your own list now. <laughs> First up for me is Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom. And uh, this is one that has been on my roulette list, or my roulette list, uh, it's been on my, my Netflix queue for a while, and mainly because... We could call uh, it a roulette list, because it... <laughs> yeah, I as well that stuff is. <laughs> yeah, uh, well... We have a friend, Eric and I have a mutual friend that lives over in the Ukraine, and he is living in this stuff right now. And so I've been wanting, I am going to want, I am going to watch this at some point or another, but it seems to be pretty heavy, so I haven't dove on it yet. And I thought, why not throw this on the roulette? A documentary on the unrest in Ukraine during 2013 and 14, a student demonstration supporting European Integration grew into a violent revolution calling for the resignation of President Viktor uh, Yunukovych, I believe. Yunukovych? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so. I, have this, uh, but, I haven't pushed play on this one yet because of them. Like, because I've talked to them about this yeah, crap. They exactly. were in the middle of it. There's grenades going off outside their door and crap. And it's it's so close to home that it makes my hands shake. Even, yeah. I, I yeah. pass it by on Netflix. I'm like, eh, don't yeah. know. Like, literally, like, he is, like, if I remember correctly, some of his Facebook posts were like, there's, there's shit going on outside my, my building right now. Yep. Oh, so yeah. That's yep. crazy. Anyway. Okay, next up is October Gale from 2014. No. Nope. Uh, nope. No? No? Nope. Shit. Boy, we really messed up. Didn't we, yes, we. I we. really <laughs> messed up. Uh, okay. Railway Man. Railway Man. Is that what you have, Jeff? Hell. Yes. Damn it. What is <laughs> happening over there? Uh, kids, are, that's what's happening. Uh, Railway Man. Make Daddy okay. watch this. Yes. Yeah, oh, and I, there was one of my kids were sitting beside me when I was going through my picks, adding them. So that would explain <laughs> the mess that this is. Uh, Railway Man is uh, two hours long, 2013. 
former British Army officer who was tormented as a prisoner of war at a Japanese labor camp during World War II discovers that the man responsible for much of his treatment is still alive and sets out to confront him. And uh, Colin Firth is in this. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is in this. Nicole Kidman is in this. So it's a pretty good cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it looks pretty good. Um, Okay. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Hayride Part 2. Just clarifying there. uh, Hayride Part 2, the fear... Wait. Fear the the, legends. Fear the legends, yes. Uh, The end of one journey only marks the beginning of another as Detective Loomis, hint, hint, wink, wink, returns to uncover the truth behind the legend of Pitchfork. Did anybody watch part one? I've never even heard of this. No. I've heard of it, but I've never watched the first one. No. I don't think you have to. (laughs) Yeah, you probably don't have to. But it does star David Shark Fralick and... uh, John DeLong, and also, don't forget, Jeremy Ivey is in this. Anyway, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Those all sound like porn actors. Yes. <laughs> they are. Uh, oh, woo. Um, hey, Ride 2. I just shot up the list. Okay, Jess, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so uh, first up on my list, I have An Honest Liar. Uh, which is A Man of Magic. This is a documentary. A Man of Magic dedicates himself to pulling the rug out from under frauds, but he lives with some secrets himself. So he is a magician, but he is a magician that goes out to defraud other other magicians. uh, Netflix predicts uh, actually five stars for me. So, and it's only an hour and a half, so you're not not really... We've had it on the roulette before. We just know we got around to it. Uh, my second one, which has also been on the roulette before, is Tangerine from 2015. In case you don't remember it from last time, a working girl tears through Tinseltown on Christmas Eve, searching for the pimp who broke her heart. And the third one I have here is Evidence, which is my sort of hayride to pick. <laughs> <laughs> A detective hunts down a killer using video footage shot by the victims of a massacre at an an abandoned gas station. I think I've thrown that on the roulette before as well. Yeah. Okay, my turn. Uh, From 2012, Fail. While cleaning up a bloody crime scene, two buddies encounter a captive creature of Norwegian myth, a beautiful mute female with a tail. Starring lots of vowels. I mean, just lots and lots of vowels. Bork, bork. Uh, London Boulevard. Uh, Mitchell is recently a paroled ex-con whose attempt at straight life includes taking a job as a handyman for a reclusive young starlet. Colin Farrell, Kiera Knightley, David Thewlis, directed by William Monahan. Which, did he write The Departed? I feel like he. I think. Wow. I think he might have wrote the part. So. so that's something to consider. Uh, and lastly, because I got to throw something Asian on there, so that's how I roll. White-haired witch, uh, framed for a murder she didn't commit, a beautiful sorceress finds herself embroiled in a in treachery and intrigue and falling in love. Aww. Starring lots of exes and. More vowels. Bork again? No, no. No, it's it's the Asian. (laughs) Asian. (laughs) A whole different set of letters. Bork, bork, be be basically everyone that's 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 not American. (laughs) 
We all sound <laughs> sounds like you're channeling the chef. From it, it is. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. Bork, bork, bork. Yeah. That's what makes it so funny. Okay. Eugene, you get to pick um, first. I think that I'm going to go with Hayride 2, Fear of the Legend. You can have it. I'm okay. I... <laughs> pick your own pick. Nope. 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 Um, uh, you know... That honest liar sounds kind of cool because uh, documentaries are generally the safe bet. It seems mm-hmm. uh, even a not so good documentary is generally better than other. The story's still interesting. Uh, so, yeah, and that actually sounds good. I think I'm going to go with an honest liar. Ah, damn it! <laughs> All right, uh, I am going to go with Railway Man. Ooh. Man, you guys suck so bad. <laughs> hey, Hey Ride Two is Woo! still in the running. It is. It is definitely. Thing. <laughs> oh, please. I'm going to go with London Boulevard. No. <laughs> Seriously, I couldn't get you guys in with that, man. That was my second choice, actually. Uh, damn it. My second choice was White-Haired Witch, if it made you feel better. I am not sitting through evidence. That is a roulette through and through. I'm going to take Tangerine. All right. Hey, that was uh, our friends over at Cinema Sidekicks. That was Steve's, uh, one of his top ten movies of the year. Yep, and we had it at the Nightline. Everybody loved it. Good. So I, I think you're safe, up, Eric. So okay. <laughs> Seriously, you watch, Eric. You will have the best movie of the bunch. <laughs> I'm sure I'll. I don't know. I think we pick. I think. I think that yeah. we we got we last week not so much for for me and Eugene, yeah. but yeah. This this looks like a round of good stuff. I'm sure we'll all love it. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on uh, to our top movies of 2015 and some Oscar chat. I'm sure is going to bleed into that as well. Um, I guess we're all kind of winging this uh, section a little bit because we all. I have all my stuff written down, mm-hmm. but I think we're all doing it a little bit differently. That's fine, I, and it's, and I'm not going to do like, okay, Eugene, you're number ten, then my number ten, then just no, no, Eugene, uh, do your top ten. Okay, are you ready? Yep. Starting at ten, and guys, uh, if for some reason you're like, whoa, wait, whoa, Eugene, that was made in like 1990 or. 1998. Just stop me right there and I'll <laughs> drop one of my honorable mentions in. Okay. But I think I should be safe. Number 10, Ex Machina. Number 9, Kingsman. Oh, I, well, I mean, you can talk about it a minute if you want to. Uh, okay. Um, I'll throw in there so, my number 10 was also Ex Machina. So we can oh, cool. scratch that okay. right off the list. Yeah. Um, number 9, Kingsman. I know, Eric, you were not as big of a fan of that. And I've only watched it once and my initial reaction was it was it was so much fun. Um I, who knows? Upon a rewatch, I mean, I might be like, ah, it was good, but maybe not top ten material. But my initial reaction was, I seem pretty alone in that opinion, so I think you're fine. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's a good movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number eight, and this is honestly, I was surprised after I made my list. List, I'm like, you know what? These are, I hate to say, kind of generic, but it almost feels kind of generic, other than one or two of them that might be. Kind of uh, out there. But... I thought the same thing because the bulk of mine is totally mainstream. So don't yeah, feel bad. I'm guessing over yeah, it. so are mine. Yeah. Uh, number eight, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, Wrong. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven. Now, this is one that I, I'm guessing that Jess has seen, but Eric, I don't know if you have yet, but it's so good. And I, I almost put it higher on my list, but because of what else is to come, I couldn't. But it's uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, that's a really good movie. It is. I haven't hysterically. seen it. Hysterically funny, yeah. It's great, yeah. Uh, number six is Sicario. 
Which is fantastic. fantastic. I really need to see that. Um, it's so dying good. to see it, but I just couldn't get to the dollar theater. Uh, number five is The Hateful Eight. Yep. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, number four is Star Wars The Force Awakens. And it's odd. I I was almost hesitant to put it in the top ten. I'm like, you know, there's other movies that I I think of more than that movie, which is sad to say. Because I loved Star Wars Force Awakens, but on my honorable mention list... Uh, there's more on there that I'm like, ooh, that was so cool. I love that. And it's odd that like everybody talks about Force Awakens so much. It's almost like, yeah, Star Wars, okay. Do you but think anyway. rewatchability came into play? Because it sure did when I was making my list. Did it really? Just like our top 100. I was like, you know what? Honestly, I love both these movies. I'm more apt. I'll probably watch that three times before I watch the other one. Yeah, I could see that. I Yeah. But it's, it, well, yeah, we'll get to my my top three now. Okay. Okay. Number three is It Follows. Uh, that would be yep. my, almost my favorite horror movie of the year because number two is borderline not horror, but it still falls into that category. So number two is Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. And shame on both of you for not seeing this movie yet. Yeah. It is so good. <laughs> I watched part of it at mom and dad's and cause they have, uh, oh, Amazon, Amazon but then people kept coming in the room and it was getting heavy and I was like, eh, I better. Yeah. Um, okay, and number one, number one is Alejandro Inarritu's The Revenant. That is my favorite movie of the year, hands down, easily. So, and do you want my honorable mentions real quick? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay, uh, honorable mentions is starting off with Gravy. Uh, that was a complete surprise gem in the rough right there. Uh, Jess, you were the one that let me borrow yeah. that movie. I I'm glad just, you like it. It's so much fun. It's a great time, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed Spectre. That's the newest Daniel Craig James Bond movie. And uh, Krampus. I really enjoyed Krampus. Uh, that one there, of all of the ones that I'm going to read here, that was probably the main one that I almost kept off even the honorable mentions list. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I really like that. And I have a feeling I'm going to continue liking that movie the more I watch it. Uh, Tales of Halloween and A Christmas Horror Story, both are anthology horror movies uh, centering around Halloween and Christmas. And I really liked both of them. Another gem in the rough was Circle. That is on Netflix, and that is a super cool sci-fi movie, and I really like that movie. What is that? I don't really? even know if I've heard of it. Circle. It's a, it's a sci-fi movie on Netflix. <laughs> I turned it on. It's it, yeah. I turned it on, and oh, it that, opens I, up with all the people. And yes, that was a, that was a roulette. Uh-huh. Dying, and I it didn't didn't quite grab me, but maybe I should stick with it. It was cool. I liked it the whole way through. And my, my wife and I watched it, and we were both like, wow, this is this is good. And especially for the whole movie is set in one room. But the whole way through, I'm like, I'm not bored. i like, what what's going to happen next? Because everybody's trying to talk each other into either killing themselves or saving their own skin. It's it's a cool watch. So anyway, circle. I will, I'll bump that one up. You should. It's a, good, it's a good movie. Beast of No Nations was fantastic. In fact, of all of these... That was probably, that would probably be sitting at number 11, Beast of No Nations. Um, Final Girls is on honorable mention. Great slasher send up. I really liked that. Gunwoman was a complete surprise. <laughs> Even after Eric's review, I'm like, ah, we'll see. That was a great movie. Uh, White God is another total bork bork gem in the rough. <laughs> see what I did there? And. Lastly, we have We Are Still Here, which took me two viewings to fully appreciate that, but that is a cool movie. I like that. Yeah, that is a cool movie. So there's my honorable mention. Awesome. Uh, Jess, 
your top movies of the year. All right. So I didn't quite have 10. That's fine. Um, and I'm going to preface my, my favorite movies. And, and I'm going to preface this whole thing with I don't tend to get out to the theater very often to see um, new movies. And during the year, because of Bloody Disgusting and everything, I scramble to see more new horror movies than I do actual just new mainstream movies. So if you want to find my list of whole, like, favorite horror movies, that's that's on Bloody Disgusting. Um, but some of those are going to bleed over into this. And I also don't have these in any particular order because I couldn't I couldn't decide. <laughs> that's totally fine. <laughs> so I'm just going to start off with I had Mad Max Fury Road on there as well. That movie is fantastic, and I can't really say anything on it that hasn't already been said. So moving on to another movie that I can't really talk too much about because everybody already did is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Um. I don't. I really need to see Star Wars again because I had to watch it in the very front row with my neck like craned. So I I enjoyed it, but I think I would enjoy it ten times more have I, I if I watched it, you know, like a normal human being. I'm dying to. I've only seen it once, and it was a pretty mm-hmm. good uh, theater trip. Surprisingly for me, I absolutely cannot wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch it five more times. But I kind of want to yeah. wait till I'm at home or so. I don't know. I, I, exactly. I'll probably hit it again in the dollar theater. So uh, going on to, let's see, one, two, three, four. I had eight movies total, not ten. Okay. okay. <laughs> so moving on to my third movie is uh, I also have The Hateful Eight on there. We've gushed about it enough on this show, but again, as far as Oscar talk bleeds in, such a crime. And moving on to the biggest crime of the Oscar season is Carol. Mm. I loved Carol. I thought Carol was such a fantastic movie. It captured the idea of a of a relationship and true romances as as it is and and true love exquisitely. And both of those actresses, Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara, put everything into it. And it is such a shame that it is not that it's not nominated. It's not even nominated for best director or best picture. Now, Jess, that one thing I actually would have would have had that on either my top ten or my honorable mentions, but I I actually kind of considered that a 2016 movie. I know that it it was kind of had a soft release in 2015, didn't it, or did it not? I, I forget. Well, it just needs a limited release in theaters to be eligible for the Oscars. Yeah, as I understand, and it had its limited release yeah. for the Oscars, and then we got it at the Nightlight um, a few weeks later. So that would be on my honorable mention list at least. Mm-hmm. So, and um, another one from the nightlight actually is a documentary and Amy, the Amy Winehouse documentary. Mm. Quite possibly one of the best documentaries I've seen. I loved everything about how it was put together, where it's not just your standard static shots of people talking into a camera and telling their stories of Amy. It's all done through home video. It's all her music. And it, I didn't know much about Amy Winehouse. And for me, a documentary needs to like open my eyes about it. It needs to educate me. That That's its point. Um, and it really opened my eyes to her. It really, it, I felt just so bad for her and what she went through. And the fact that she, in one part of the film, she says, you know, I, I think if I got too famous, it would, you know, I would die. It would kill me. And it's just like, oh, in hindsight, that's so just tragic and that she didn't want that fame. She just wanted to make music and everybody around her kept pushing her to do the more, you know, to become more of a star. And it just it totally it, it killed her is what it did. And it's such a shame. 
Um, I also had The Final Girls on my list because I absolutely loved that movie. That movie is something brought brought to the plate, something that I've been really missing in horror movies. And going in reference to Eugene's review of The Hollow is characters that are likable. Yes. I miss that so much, and I don't. I I don't know when exactly that hap- when that trend of having shitty characters we just want to see get killed happened. They've always been there. There's always been one or two. There's always been the bitchy girl, or there's like she says in the movie, you know, I'm the bitchy girl. Like, of course, I'm gonna die. Um, but you but, genuinely like. Every, but you genuinely like, like everyone. You, you like everyone in that movie. I agree. Yep. Right, and when they die, like it's it's like. It, I really felt that like that really that sucks and and it did I'm it hit me in such an emotional way with the mother daughter relationship and I did totally cry I'm not I'm not ashamed <laughs> no that was no I will agree that was a surprisingly emotional movie for what it was it's like mm-hmm. wow I really want to see it it's a good movie yeah it I'm gonna buy it I I'm gonna buy it soon is it out yet do it we is know? on Blu-ray yes it is I'm gonna yeah, buy that yeah. soon you guys hurry up and buy it so I can borrow it please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, going on to more, f- uh, my last two here are Eugene both had on his honorable, well, one honorable mention, one on his list. I have It Follows because It Follows is just a great movie and it brings back that terror and sense of, uh, of, of, uh, yes, of dread. And, and the fact that it's the same thing is happening with The Witch now, and it happens with a lot of indie movies. They get that bit like The Babadook and everything, where they come out wide and everyone's like, that's not scary, that's stupid. <laughs> there's no jump scares, there's no blood. I discount people's opinion like that. I, yeah. like, oh, I do, you're one too. of those people. I don't need to listen to anything more you say. Yep, I don't have I don't have a very high opinion of, your, <laughs> of, <laughs> of your you opinion. at all. Um... <laughs> But yeah, it follows is great, and that score is it's just so good. It's so good, and it's what it, I mean. And going with the witch too, which we recently saw, that score as well is just. I love that they're bringing that back. That indie filmmakers are the fans of those movies that had such good scores of, of you know the years of the seventies of and the Italian horror and and even American horror. I mean, Rosemary's Baby and all those just. The use of music in horror movies needs to be an actual music, not just like low sounds and and escalating strings and things like that. You need it's a whole character in itself, and it adds to the to the the tension. And that's a great example. Which and it follows are great examples of how to do a horror score right. Mm -hmm. Not a oh, it's just the typical generic horror score. Those stand out to me. Like I remember. It follows. I, I right away. I know the sounds that were going on in that movie that scared me so bad. And yeah, I don't. I don't buy music general. I, I use Pandora or, or Spotify, and but I do buy vinyl occasionally. But I only buy vinyl in like from Wax Records or Death Waltz that put out the horror scores. And I will definitely be picking up because I'm sure they'll do one for the witch, and I'll definitely be picking up the disaster piece one for uh, for it follows. And my final movie here that I just had so much fun with and I loved was Tales of Halloween. Yes. It had just that it, – it felt like Halloween. It was perfect. It, it, it just was fun. It was one of those, like, this is a fun halloween e movie. It's not – you know, we, we all go through October as horror fans and we watch – as many horror fan- as many horror movies as we possibly can, but few of them really capture the actual season of Halloween, and this one did perfectly. Yep, agreed. 
And that is it for my uh, my top. For your best of? Yep, for my best of. Okay. And I don't have any honorable mentions. Alrighty. Uh, okay, we'll get on to my top ten here. But before we do, is when whenever we do these things, I have to clear my name. And that is, I have to tell you the movies that I have not seen yet that I believe could potentially make the list. But I haven't seen them. I think it's ridiculous to think everybody can see everything in one year. Mm-hmm. Well, I still push for the Oscars to be late, delayed five years. <laughs> a little retrospect to uh, come into play. See what holds up over time. Okay, here are the movies I have not seen this year that I think could make the list. Black Mass, Bone Tomahawk, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Chirac, Han Sacrifice, Macbeth, Cartel Land, The Assassin, Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, Straight Out of Compton, Sicario, Man from Uncle Brooklyn, Carol, The Walk, Black Hat, Victor Frankenstein, Bridge of Spies, and Beasts of No Nation. Hmm. There we go. So if you wonder why those aren't on the list, haven't seen them. Okay. Number 10, as I already said, is Ex Machina. Number 9. I, by the way, I'm going to have a very different list than you guys. Shockingly <laughs> so. I think there's a few on here that Eugene, uh, I'm going to enjoy watching him facepalm. Because he'll be like, oh, I forgot that! And I just, that always makes me laugh. <laughs> I look on Skype and he's just like, damn it! Uh, I know. I, I, added, I added a couple things as we, as we were doing this. <laughs> uh, number 9. Tomorrowland. Damn it. <laughs> Didn't see it. Uh, uh, really good no, movie. Right off the bat, that should be at least an honorable mention for me. If not, I, that was a great movie. I've got a couple other ones that I think you're going to be I more did, disappointed. Well, I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> I will say that I think Scout's Guide should probably be on my honorable mention list. I missed that one. For sure. You know what? I consider that one 2016. No, I saw it in 2015. Ah, Eugene. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Number eight. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh, another fine entry in a spy thriller. Again, this year there was a lot of very big Hollywood movies that, you know, it's just sometimes just fun to pop those in. And rewatchability got it bumped into the list. Number seven is Spectre, which was going to be on my recently watched because I just watched it this week. Um, really liked it. Very good film. I, I, I mirror pretty much everything Eugene said. It com- closes Daniel Craig Bond arc perfectly. He can be done. I'd be happy with that. Um, Number six, shame on both of you. Turbo Kid. (laughs) Do I need to say any more? No, it's on Netflix. Go watch if you haven't seen it. Number Also really good score. (laughs) Number five, also shame on both of you, because you both wanted me to watch this one on Blu-ray and let me borrow it. Predestination. I had nothing to do with that. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, okay. Well. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Spiritual shame on you, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one is really good. But again, rewatchability comes into play with this because that's not the happiest of films. Uh, but that one is truly unique, pushing the envelope. That deserves a top ten spot. Number four, you guys probably mostly disagree with this one. That is Ant Man. But I have an affinity for the comic books. I know more about that stuff. That's my wheelhouse. This is one I can watch with the kids. This is right up there with Iron Man. They get all these origin stories so right. They just totally nail it. I loved it. Uh, num- I didn't see it. That's fine. It's all right. It's not for everybody. This is my top ten, Jess. Damn it. You can keep your tail of Halloween. Uh, <laughs> number three, uh, The Martian. Ah, That's a good movie. Man, I'm I, surprised. That I'm, I totally missed that one. I thought you probably did. Yeah, that's a, so- that's a good movie. Rock solid Ridley Scott. I haven't seen that one, but I really want to. But side note about The Martian. So when I went to Utah, there was an in-flight movie, and it was The Martian. 
And I contemplated watching it, and then I was like, you know, I don't really think I want to watch. I mean, I realize it's space, but it's still about being like <laughs> you don't want to watch it on stuck. an airplane stranded. No, 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 I do not. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to keep my headphones off for this one. If it makes you feel any better, I would have totally done the same thing. Yeah. Oh, that would have been rough. <laughs> Great. I was like, who picked this in play movie? This is a terrible <laughs> choice. And next up, Apollo 13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> followed by oh, Die life. Hard Part Alive. 2 followed by Gravity <laughs> uh, oh, wow. definitely check it out Jess it's rock solid filmmaking from top to bottom it's great mm-hmm. yeah I'm definitely going to get it I'll get it uh, on Blu-ray for from Netflix or something number two is Star Wars and we've spoken more than enough about that I love it it's great and number one is the best movie of the year and I fully expect it no I fully want it to win the Oscar for best, best picture of the year because it's far and away the best thing I saw this year, and that's Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, mm. On the all the technical merits are just astounding, and every bit of storytelling it's just amazing from top to bottom. Best film of the year, easy. And I said that I'm back surprised. when it came out. Yeah, that's great. I'm surprised that that was number one. I, I have to have to. I said it when I when I first saw it in the theater way back when it came out. That's the best movie of the year. Sorry, Star Wars. Even you can't can't touch that. Uh, real quick, my honorable mentions. Um, Home is an animated film. Eugene, have you watched that one? Maybe with your kids. Good one for the kids. The little alien. Can they come and invade Earth? No, is that on Netflix? Yes, I've watched okay. it about eleven billion times. Actually, a good movie. It's actually okay. a good movie. Um, Snow Girl and Dark Crystal. That was a 2015 release. I just reviewed a couple episodes ago. Yep. Jupiter Ascending. Fuck the haters. Chappie. <laughs> fuck the haters. Uh, Hateful Eight. Uh, definitely made the honorable mentions. The only reason it did it, that there were like four in my honorable mentions that were were vying for the ten spot, and the only reason it got bumped down is rewatchability. I'm just for a Tarantino, even for Tarantino, I'm not gonna be rewatching that one all that often. It's bloody long. Um, no, I can't wait. Yeah, I, mean, I can't <laughs> wait to get that on Blu-ray. And lastly, this is another one that was going to be on my recently watched and was a serious contender for the ten spot. And I gave this one like a nine or a nine and a half. I haven't decided yet. Haven't written the review. Uh, experimenter. Mm. Yes, that should have been on my. That, that would be on my honorable mentions too. Fantastic film, fantastic movie. It's it's so good, Eugene. You really yeah, you it's, should, it's you should definitely right make that a priority. Absolute yep. priority. There were it was so entertaining to watch, but it, and it was also like a, a Neil deGrasse Tyson lecture for uh, the whole movie. Uh, so I felt yeah. like it was learning <laughs> stuff. It was science, um, and then they had fascinating filming techniques were that were callbacks to the 50s while employing these weird like the driving where they're oh they're, i love that backward, like back the, projection the in the background. i loved i loved 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 all that stuff there was the only reason i'd knock it down from a pure 10 is i'm not going to watch it all that often and uh i mean there's breaking the fourth wall and then there's half the movie being a literally a college lecture where he is staring mm-hmm. at the camera telling you what's going on Really? Yeah. How about yeah I've got to see this. It was. It's fantastic. a very in, like interesting in the technique. Yeah. But, so great. no no honorable mentions for the Revenant. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> I am lone man okay, on the deserted island. No, on that no, one. no, you're not. <laughs> it's up for a billion Oscars. You're fine. I, okay, my honorable, honorable, honorable mentions. Uh, the Revenant. It follows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, look, there, there was a, a mass of films this year that would fall squarely in, right below my honorable mentions, but didn't quite make my yeah, worst of I list. Understand. There, seriously, my worst of list, one movie. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was just kind of like, eh, even like with your Fantastic Fours and that, it was like, you know what? I didn't hate that. I mean, it's meh, but a five out of ten or a four or a three, that's yeah, not no, worst of. Worst yeah. of is ones and twos and, you know, shit. Yep, yep, and I've got you know, I've got ones and twos for my worst of. Lead us off, right. yeah, absolutely right, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so worst of, number ten, is Pixels. Number ten, I have one... <laughs> I guess oh, this, oh, you, you watch a lot more than me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Go Pixels. Ahead. And if you don't realize why this should be on the top 10 worst of, watch the movie and you'll see why Pixels should be on the worst of list. That movie is horrible. Shame on everybody involved, especially with the budget that that movie had. Number nine is Plague. I That was, I think, something on Netflix about zombies. Number eight was the gym. <laughs> the, the gym. And then here, here's the thing. In, in parentheses, both versions. Both. Because there's two different ones. There's Dijin and there's Jin. One's, yes. Which one is the Toby Hooper one? Uh, that's the somehow worse than the other one. They're the same version. title. I, but I think one of those was earlier than 2015. I could be wrong, okay. but who gives well, a the, shit? The, the Toby Hooper one, yeah. Uh, number seven is Summer of Blood. And the reason I included this one on here was um, if anybody out there wants to know why I hate hipster movies... Watch Summer of Blood. It's about a middle-aged, chubby douchebaggy guy that's a that's a vampire, and he's a, he's a hipster asshole. And I, I hated him. And it, where where did you see that? I don't oh, even know what the movie is. This sounds like roulettes. That was a roulette. Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah, but Summer but of Blood. Plague and Summer it. of Blood are both roulettes. Yeah. Um, number six is a uh, girl walks home alone at night. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, the hate. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. Jess, yeah, Jess yeah. hung up and Missy is texting. I just pretended I didn't hear yeah. that. <laughs> Number five, some kind of hate. Um, so what? Uh, What's that? It's oh. some kind of hate. It's a, it, I, he picked that on. I think that was one that of was my roulette. Really, yeah. Oh. Roulette, the, the suicide. I was like Metallica? Was that a no, Metallica? No, no, no. Okay. Um, number four is Into the Storm. That was the Ugh. big budget uh, tornado. Man, do you watch some shit. Oh, horrible, horrible garbage. Uh, three is Pod. Two is on... Oh, thank you, because I had a whole bunch of people saying they loved that movie, and oh. I was like, why? What? That movie's terrible. Was Those people are awful. They're... Yes. Uh, number two is Uncanny, because Just it is... Just roulettes a... off the, out the ass. Oh, yeah. Blatant ripoff of Ex Machina. I guess I, I, I should have really looked back at the roulette page so I could have just blasted <laughs> everything Eugene put on there that made me watch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and number one, obviously, I'm not going to spoil my number one because, Eric, it's probably yours. So I'll let you have number one. Oh, I don't know. You don't know. Really? Uh, go ahead. Okay, number one for me is The Chosen. <laughs> was that a 2015 movie? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. And I have, that was I, hold on. I have, awful. I have two worst of the year. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't, don't even include most of those but, roulettes. But I've got, I've, if you give me 60 seconds, I have to go through my honorable worst of the year. <laughs> my God. Honorable worst. <laughs> the Eugene List movies that happen. Yeah, I go think ahead. it's your dishonorable worst. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is going to be so quick. Uh, Killer Legends, Bring Me the Head of the Machine Gun Woman, Patchtown, Ejecta, Lost After Dark, The Happy House. I mean, these are all roulettes. These are all the yes. roulettes we watch. Yeah. Okay. Deep in the Darkness. And lastly, for honorable worst of mentions, Terminator Genisys. Yeah. See, that was another <laughs> one that was... that movie can rot in hell. Oh, that was another one that was like, eh. Mm. I just didn't... I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I gotta bring up the roulette list now. I'm, <laughs> yeah, that's are you sure that wasn't movie. just shit you watched? Because some of those movies, they couldn't have all been 2015 releases. <laughs> there's a lot of straight to, there's a lot of 2015 yeah, crap I, I, on Netflix. That I they tried just to see, yeah, that it was 2015. Oh, but see, that's the thing. I, I was going by 
theater releases, not 20. Okay. Oh. Janice. I just kind of did everything. <laughs> About two of those were theater releases. If The Chosen went to any theater, that theater deserved to be burned down. To the ground. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, Jess, your worst of. Okay, yeah. So I did this a bit differently because I, like I said, don't go to the theater often. And if I do, it's for a movie that I pretty much know I'm going to like because that shit's expensive. So I may, I have three worst movies of the year and I have a couple uh, that I listed under not interested at all and no way will you change my mind. <laughs> so we'll start with the not interested at all and you won't change my mind. Challenge we'll be accepted. quick about this. Uh, okay, so train wreck. Uh, I'm with you. I hate Amy Schumer. Mm. Wow, you watched that? No. No, these are movies. These are my, I have no oh, interest oh, oh, and you okay. can't change my okay, mind. Okay, gotcha, okay. Uh, Get Hard, the Will Ferrell oh. movie, because every movie he makes is the same. I'm with you. It's terrible, yeah. Pixels, for all the mm. reasons Eugene said. Mm. Pan. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll give that one a shot. Um, Furious 7. Ah, and that's, that's, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> and Stonewall, because... Um, Roland Emmerich totally that? missed Stonewall is about the Stonewall riots um, in I think the 80s uh, it, that happened amongst the gay community um, and he, Roland Emmerich who is gay, made it but he just, from what I, I understand from what I read about it oh, yes, I remember yeah. that movie came out, yep, okay from what I read about it and what um, some people that I, some uh, gay people that I know who were talking about it said that he just absolutely missed, just totally missed a point. He just picked good-looking people to be in this movie for no, just just totally missed the entire point of getting through the message of the Stonewall riots, like they were basically happening in the background. <laughs> hmm. And uh, yeah, so those are my. I'm never gonna watch them. You're gonna gotta change my mind. Sorely tempted to make so, a Joel Schumacher Batman and Robin also missed the point gay joke, but right. uh, I'll, I'll just let that <laughs> one sit. <clears throat> that's that sucks. I didn't know that Roland Emmerich was gay though. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. My uh, three worst movies of the year are The Chosen. <laughs> my I did remember to put that one on okay. there. Okay, uh, apparently my list was only made of theatrical releases. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Human Centipede 3, which I've railed against on this show before, and Green Inferno. I knew it was going to be Green Inferno. <laughs> yep, I was waiting for that one. Green Inferno was the worst movie I watched all year. Now, actually, Human Centipede 3 is probably worse just in, just in general, but I just did no fuck Green Inferno. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll Eric, keep this brief. Eric, you need to, eventually, you need to watch Green Inferno. Oh, just I will. See where you, yeah. I, that, that'll be on Netflix at some point, I believe. I didn't do so. Well, I'm not going to buy it, so Eugene, Eugene you buy it. Like, I'll buy it. I'm sure I'll own that. I thought it was good. I liked it, but eh, it was whatever. I won't argue that one. The acting was <laughs> atrocious, but the gore was good, so that eh, pass. That sounds like another movie we're going to review here real quick. Um, <laughs> and this, like, this for my worst of, this is more an emotional response. I guess I'm contradicting myself after what I just said about putting ones and twos and threes on here, because I'd probably give this one like a four or a four and a half. But this one, it's like I watched it once and months ago, and it still irritates me. Still. And I'll probably give it another shot and probably lighten up on it a little bit. But damn, Avengers 2, frickin' blue. Mm. I this movie oh. just I didn't even see ugh, it. Just robots, ambulance the movie. No one is hurt in this movie. They save the whole world. 
And then it's so great they save the whole world, and we're really sticking it to Zack Snyder, a man of steel. But then they wreck a whole town on its head and brag about all the bad guys they murdered. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> Makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. And that's coming from somebody who had Ant-Man number four of the year. So that don't take it as a Marvel hater. I, I've, yeah. I love comic books, and I love comic book movies, but... Ugh. Did you think, Eric, that uh, Avengers 2 felt a little bit too much of studio meddling? I mean, that was in my, from what I know, that was the last one that that guy that was a, that was being a big problem was yeah. was in. I can't remember his name, but he was the that was the last one he was involved in. He was, yep. Joss. Right. And, no, 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 not no. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon said that was a miserable experience making that movie. Yeah. There was a, there's a guy above Kevin Feige. Um, yep. Who was causing oh. all kinds of issues? Like he doesn't want too many girls in these movies. They don't make any uh, uh, puppets or toys of the girls. Uh, yep. They don't sell mm-hmm. any girl stuff. Uh, nobody wants to see girls in there, and he, he just causing all kinds of problems. Uh, let let Lovely. the filmmakers make their damn movie, okay? But now he has been removed or repositioned, and Kevin Feige now has his spot. So I have <sighs> lots of hope for the future, especially with the next one being. Doctor Strange, Scott Derrickson. Uh, yes. That's going to be... That's awesome. I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to I, that I one. was shocked by how much I enjoyed Ant-Man. My expectations were low, and I, it was... I loved it. It was, it nailed that character so perfectly. The same way that Iron, the original Iron Man did. It just yes. nailed it perfectly. Yeah, like seeing... It's hard to explain, I guess, to you guys, but when you see somebody that you've seen in another medium and they, and they are presented, brought to light in the perfect manner, it's just... It, you tend to freak out a little bit. You know, how, how how many books to movie translations have we bitched about because they totally screw it up? Mm-hmm. Same same story here. Um, and so that's why it's higher than I'm sure you guys would ever have it, but that's, uh, you know, characters I grew up with. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys want to add for Oscar stuff? Do you guys want to talk about the categories and all that jazz? I mean, we're getting on in yeah, time. Or do if, you, if you wouldn't mind, I, real quick, quickly here, I wouldn't mind going down through what I who I think should win. Um, it's going to take me all of a minute, maybe two, to quickly down through a couple of these things. Should I time you? I yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, time me. Here <laughs> okay. we go. After that, Rex. after that, I do want to run down the categories for the Oscar contest so people can still get their, uh, stuff in. But, uh, how, how much time do you want? Um, give me, um, give me one minute. Okay. Ready? Go. Best picture is The Revenant. Best director. Alejandro Inaratu for The Revenant. Best Actor, Leo DiCaprio for The Revenant. Best Actress, Kate Blanchett for Carol. And Best Supporting Actress, Sylvester Stallone, because he deserves it. Did best, you say Best Supporting Actress? Best Supporting <laughs> Actor, no, Supporting Actor, Sylvester Stallone. Supporting Actress, Rooney Mara from Carol. Animated Film, Anna Melissa, which is, Inside Out will win, but it, Anna Melissa should win. Cinematography, Revenant. Documentary, Cartel Land. Foreign Language, Son of Saul, and... Original score should be Hateful Eight. Done. Oh, wow. Impressive. Right. Uh, 40 seconds. I'm impressed. Did you Ooh. see Son of Saul? I have not, but it just feels like an Oscar movie. Yeah. I, I, I really, really want to see, see it. it. Yeah, me too. Cool. So, anyway. Well, that's cool. Inside, Inside Out is totally going to win animated film, but Animalisa is such a fantastic movie. Oh, I can't wait um, to watch it. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing uh, more Oscar recap because they're going to happen let's see this this will go up and then the oscars will happen so this episode will be up before the oscars and and we'll we'll go over what we thought uh who's going to win and what our surprises were and blah 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 and all that next episode 
Uh, Jess, did you want to add anything for Oscar talk this episode? No, I'm all right. Okay. Uh, real quick, I'm going to run down the Oscar contest uh, for 2015. I talked about this last episode. Uh, send us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Tell us who you think will win, not who you want to win, who you think will win in these categories. Get your pencils ready. Get your notepads ready on your laptops. Ready? Here we go. Best picture, best director, best actor and supporting, best actress and supporting, animated feature, cinematography, documentary, and visual effects. And I thought it was really interesting this year, those last four categories. I feel like you go any direction. You just, sometimes you just never know. Uh, and we'll shoot a prize your way for whoever has the most uh, uh, correct answers. We do like to do that every year. Uh, so, hey, who wins some free shit? Uh, what prize? I don't know. I like to see who wins, and then I select a prize that I think would best suit you. Uh, which has gotten a lot of uh, positive response because you know sometimes eh, you don't want to give them say, offer a prize that nobody that maybe they don't want or you know this guy's into horror movies or whatever. <clears throat> okay, let's move on to recently watched, which is wow. I'm looking at oh, this. We have watched there. There have been some things watched <laughs> this week. Wow, uh, the ding ding entering the ring. We're probably going to fight on a few things if we have time. And look, we have some time. So hey. Eugene, you get to lead the way. We'll see how much we get to. And don't worry. Next episode, we'll do a big recently watch. We'll get the rest of it all cleared off because uh, okay. the episode after that is going to be a special edition, and we will have no recently watched. So Eugene. Go ahead. What do you got first? Okay. Uh, I want to talk briefly about The Witch that is playing right now at the Nightlight uh, Theater up in Akron. Uh, mainly because, one, I'm a horror fan, and uh, you know I, I'm hoping that people will support this movie, because this is a lower-budget movie that, that surprisingly made it to the theaters in a big release, and it did pretty good, too. Uh, this is... What's cool about this horror movie... Uh, and I reviewed it today on Movie Freak's uh, Facebook page. But the, what's cool about this movie is that it is not so much a jump scare type movie, but more of a dread-filled uh, horror drama that gets more uncomfortable as it goes on. And there's like maybe, honestly, there's like one or two big jump scares, if that. But I was creeped out more by this than almost any other movie I've seen all last year, other than maybe It Follows. Uh, it, I, I can't believe I'm even comparing it to The Shining, and it's not as good as The Shining, but that sense of dread type thing where, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Well, yeah. it's like that, yeah. the music, the, the score and the acting, and it's like, I'm uncomfortable the whole way through. That is yeah. The Witch. I'm trying to think of something to compare it to, uh, off the top of my head, all I'm thinking is yeah. Ninth Gate, but that's not quite there. Yeah. And I can think of The Shining, but it's nothing like The Shining at all, but it's still The Shining the whole way through. You're like, Ugh. It's What it is for me for The Shining is it'll have, like, there's a scene, and it's showing nothing. It's just a shot of, like, the tree line. And it just is one of those where it kind of pops up on the screen, and it holds it for a minute, and the music's shaking and being all weird, and then it just kind of stops and goes to just something else, yeah. the actual movie continuing on. And The Shining does that a lot, where it's just kind of like, oop. The hedge maze. thing in a maze, yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The score to this movie is so good. The acting is so good. I can't wait to watch this movie again. And the slow burn buildup to the end is perfectly timed. And this is not like, uh, 
this is not a full-on horror movie. It's more drama with with that uncomfortable horror feel to it. Uh, but those that are patient, the payoff is very, very good. And there is, this is no spoiler, there is a witch in this movie. This is Thank you. not one of those, like, is, is there a witch in this? No, y- yes. You know right witch, off the bat. There's a witch in this movie. Okay, because and some of the reviews I've been reading that were spoiler-free were very vague, and I was like, wait a minute, is this the kind of thing where the whole time I'm wondering if there's no. a witch and there isn't? No. Because that would be There is a witch in this movie that is established right away, okay. which I, I, and that's another part of this movie that I liked, is like, nope, we're not going to be vague about this. Here's the witch. Here you go, and here we go on this ride with this family that is excommunicated from their sect back in the 1600s, and they're now in a place that they should not be. And uh, this movie is... I'm trying to think of a, another horror-type movie that compares to it as far as that that overwhelming sense of evil, because there is a very overwhelming sense of evil in the movie, to me, at least. Um, Emily Rose? Mm-hmm. Nah, but he's, even Emily Rose is like, you know, it's, we've got the Catholic Church, which is good. Yeah, and, yeah it's a know. focused on one person, so you're talking yes, about... Yes, this is just an oppressive evil feel through the whole movie where it's like nothing good is kind of is going to come of this is the whole way through is how you feel um and it's very few movies do that to me like the where it's like they are doomed and that's that's yep, how I feel. i'm not spoiling anything it's just like the whole way through i'm like nothing good can come of this because of the way it's filmed the, what i'm watching the way it's filmed the music i'm like this i see where this is going already <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. I loved it. I I loved it. Can't wait to watch it again. I was stunned silence when the credits rolled. I'm like, holy shit, that was cool and creepy. So the whole Stephen King, this is a scary-ass movie. Yep. For me, that was a scary-ass movie. Yeah, I was, I, I saw it too, and I was, uh, while I didn't have a particularly great experience yeah. in the audience, but uh, I had to part... I live in an apartment and there's street parking. And sometimes when I get home at 10, 11 o'clock at night, there's no parking right outside my building. So I have to park kind of around the block. So I was walking, I had to do that. And I was walking back to my apartment and it was warm out and it was, the wind was really windy. It was just, the, the everything was rustling. And I was walking to my apartment and I thought I heard somebody behind me. Huh. And like, I turned around and there was nobody there. And I was like, it's that fucking goat. <laughs> oh, Black Philip. Black Philip. Yeah. Yep. That's it, what Black Philip is. Okay. Everybody's making yes. references to Black Philip, and I'm like, is this Black a racist is thing? I don't get the joke. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. No. Black Black Philip is a whole thing. It's, it's yes. the it's the goat. Yeah. Okay. Do you think part Good of movie. the oppressive dread that you were feeling was because it's set in such an like olden time? Yes, okay. I think so. Yeah. What's scary about the witch, like, what what is really terrifying about the witch isn't necessarily, like, the horror aspect of, it's the witch, it's the, no, this was a legitimate time, and the things yeah. that these people believe, people really believed, and, you know, like, oh, somebody said I was a witch, so now we automatically believe that, and it, it's just, it's, it's frightening yeah. that that happened, that people right. actually, on the turn of, you know, on just in a pinch, can just be like, oh, well, I'm going to turn against my my uh, family member because they could possibly be a witch, and I can't have any of that because that's evil. And the religious it's just, rules it's, stuff rears its ugly head in this yeah. movie to an extreme, and that's the. And I know that the director really studied up on how things were back in the 1600s and tried to make it 
as close mm-hmm. to what it was like back in the 1600s as possible. And it shows that I was, I felt like that, man, I'm watching something from the 1600s. And it's, I, I would be surprised, Eric, if you would not like it, as long as you're prepared for a very leisurely paced, uncomfortable movie. Like, it's not a go, go, But it go, doesn't go, go. feel slow. No, I, I was, I was totally enthralled the whole way through. As long as they put her on a giant uh, scale and to see if she weighs the same as a duck and determine that she's made of wood and therefore <laughs> she's a witch. I'm it. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about a movie that I watched called Hellions. All right. On the uh, 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 referral of Eric. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fucking fun with this movie. When it started out, I was kind of like, I, uh, I don't know where this is. It's like, okay, teen girl gets gets a uh, 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 pregnant. She's got to tell her boyfriend. I'm like, that's uh, okay. What are we just gonna have a normal kind of? They're gonna go to a Halloween party, and then there's gonna be some mm-hmm. you know evil presence or, or killer or whatever. And that's not at all what happened. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you're as stunned as I was. I was like, it uh-huh. totally switches. And I definitely see your um, uh, referencing to kind of the uh, Lucio Fulci in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely see that as far as the style goes, especially when the, because when everything kind of, when shit hits the fan, the Turns color <laughs> scheme, yeah, the color scheme entirely changes. You're not watching like a normal colored movie anymore. Yeah. Um, and I love those kids. I love those costumes yes. that they're in. I, I, that, and it had a really nice, like that gave me a Sam feel from Trick or Treat. <laughs> Another movie I compared so. it to. Uh-huh. It's it's it was just a lot of fun and I was I was really sort of impressed by it because it was just kind of one of those things that pops up. I got a I got a copy of it from Screen Factory they sent me. Um and it just it looks good. It the the yes. whole just everything about it looks good. It's very sharp and very polished. Um and I just I I I don't know. I had a, it was just fun. It was just a fun movie. And it does, again, like I said about Tales of Halloween, it, it is set on Halloween, and it has that, it captures that Halloween feel. And I love that seasonal feel, no matter what time of year it is, if I'm watching something and it gets that kind of like, oop, the, the trees are turning colors, and there's jack-o'-lanterns and stuff outside, and I, I love it. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I, I felt like <clears throat> the, uh, the way it was shot, it was sort of like, it was a little bit ugly. A little bit amateur, but you could tell they were trying their ass off. Like it had mm-hmm. real passion behind it, and so and you could tell. And so even though it was like, eh, yeah, yeah, I could tell you're not pro. It still was like you're 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 really working hard, and I appreciate yeah. that. That went very far for me. Agreed. The only other one that I, I compared it to, yeah, all three. Well, the other movie I compared it to was The Strangers. Throwing a dash of that as well. Yep. Yeah, I can see some of that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I, I, thought, Eugene, I, yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really cool movie. I uh, I was a, a little bit um, puzzled by the ending, like what it all meant. Yeah, I need to yep. rewatch it because I think I was a little bit lost yeah. in that. But the, visually, it was fantastic. Now, did anybody else watch Pontypool? Yes, no. I love that, that is movie. from the same director, so this is... That, that it guy, is. Yes, I need to see that. Oh. It's been in my queue for. I have it. You can borrow it. But it's it's on Netflix, so I can. Oh, yeah. it is. 
So I need to see that one. I uh, yeah, uh, I need to get around to it, yeah. but I just haven't. But yeah, yeah. And, and the ending too. No, no argument there. I, I the ending was a little, huh? I have I was a little bit surprised because I was uh, peering around online, and some people were saying this is an anti-abortion movie, and I'm like, that's really a strange take. I didn't get because I'm like, <laughs> there is an abortion in this movie. Like what? I yeah, feel I, like it felt like. I need to watch it again. But that was the furthest I thing. I think it was people stretching. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could take it that way, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but I certainly didn't. <laughs> it was just yeah. a cool, creepy, Halloween-ish, home invasion type thing. Yeah. All right, cool. With creepy kids, creepy kids. and that always works for Successful me. Successful recommendation. Yeah. To the horror to Woo. the horror crowd. <laughs> I won. Okay. <laughs> I'll do a real quick doubleheader. I'm not going to take a lot of time on these. Uh, Don't Look Now. We've been discussing this movie on and off. Mm. Um, Donald Sutherland he, uh, is hanging out in Venice with his wife, and a whole bunch of shit happens that doesn't mean a damn thing, and he gets killed by a midget. There, I saved you 90 minutes. Um, it's actually... <laughs> well... <laughs> not, uh, uh, not a horrible movie. I... It's okay, but I'm not giving this one huge thumbs up because it's just, uh, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Why is she now leaving and running away? Now she's lost. Now we found her. Okay, great. We spent 20 minutes on that and met nothing and went nowhere. <laughs> a lot of them looking for each other. Um, why are they looking for each other? Because they she ran away, but then she didn't. Huh? Because they're lost from each uh, other. Because their daughter they died. They were not the only put one. A strain they're on they're their not marriage. the only one that was lost. The audience, (laughs) me, was lost. Uh, But not a bad... You're just upset because you got to see Donald Sutherland's ass. No, I'm not upset by that. Uh, I just watched (laughs) Love. Nothing would upset me. (laughs) No amount of... uh, Anyway. Um, Okay, next up. Sonny Boy is when a whole bunch of people get together in the 70s, take a whole bunch of acid, and think their ideas are good. And they're not. (laughs) Uh, And this one, like, like, don't look now. I'm not giving that one a thumbs down. I give that one just kind of like a pass because it was well-made. Um, beautiful mm-hmm. shots of Venice in that movie. Um, Sunny Boy, on the other hand, can burn eternally in rotten hell. And this, <laughs> wow. is, this is the furthest thing from entertainment to me. And this is probably just because now I'm now a parent. Um, but the core of this movie is this scumbag kills a couple and steals their car. And there's a baby inside, takes it to his boss, who's an even bigger scumbag, and is has a transgender wife. And they... It demands to keep the baby, and then they torture it for its entire life. Uh, skip ahead a few years, still torturing it. Skip ahead a few more years, still torturing it. And I'm skipping ahead as much as the movie was skipping ahead, because not going to lie, I fast-forwarded most of this one. Uh, I can't sit and watch them torture a kid for uh, an, over an hour. And that's what they did. I was, yes, they did. I was fast-forwarding it, but mm-hmm. it was the slow fast-forward, so I knew what was going on. The 2X, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> torturing a kid, now, kidnapping get... the kid, torturing the kid. I get, look, Jess. I'm. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was single. I didn't have kids. I could watch this kind of. Hey, I'm not no. single. Okay. <laughs> I didn't have kids. I could watch this kind of fucked up shit, and I'd be like, "Wow, that was weird. All right, pass. Oh, wow, that was that was. You know, I could appreciate it as being an anomaly of mm-hmm. cinema. I have kids now, and I just cannot watch that level of horrible shit yeah. being a, a happening to a kid. And, you know, it's a, it's a personal fear having kids of my own and everything. I can totally understand that. And I didn't love Sunny Boy. I, I think I, I gave it three stars just kind of as a, 
eh, okay, not not terrible, not great. I was I I love Brad Dourif, and he just is. Oh, yep. I, I don't and he know. Was fine. I, he, he he cracks me up in everything, so he always gives <laughs> the movie I'm watching a bit bit more uh, of. And of that's a star. totally fine. And and the transgender David Carradine did fine. Did a good <laughs> yeah, job. Right. Oh, wait, seriously, he did good. <laughs> I watched another David Carradine movie that I'm going to review. I'll save for next round, but. Um, you know, that stuff was fine, but, it, you know, then I went and did some more research, and, like, everybody involved in the movie was like, I didn't understand the script, I didn't mm-hmm. know what we were getting into, and I still don't understand the movie. Fuck this movie. Yep. Like, <laughs> nobody had fun making it, nobody understands it, and it's just sort of, it seriously reeks of, we all did drugs and made a movie. And at the end, there's some <laughs> big shootout, and then the kid gets away, and then he sews his tongue back on and he still can't speak and it's horrible. I was just like, oh my God, like I want to kill myself. This is <laughs> oh, this is my worst nightmare ever. So I, I, def- I definitely get that. <laughs> and I wonder that if I, if, if ever I have a child, if my tastes will change as far as horror completely goes, inevitable. Like the, I'm telling in the you, ability yeah, to watch things like that. Inevitable. And it's not just like, Oh, now you'll be off of The Shining because it has a kid in it. I still love The Shining. My opinion on that movie hasn't changed one bit from having kids. Right. This Sunny Boy, completely different scenario. <laughs> Kill the parents, steal the kid, torture it its whole life. Oh, I mean, setting it but on can fire I just... and whipping it, dragging it behind cars and shit, like, like way yeah. over the top. What I really want to know, though, is at the beginning when Brad Dourif steals that car and that couple goes into the motel. Why did they leave the baby in the car? They were just getting to their hotel and they were just moving in. I guess. Yeah. I, they were just okay, moving in. They, I thought they like shut the door and they were like, party time. I did. I, I, who cares though? The whole conceit of the movie <laughs> is let's torture this stolen infant. Yeah. For, yeah. For, yeah I know. Sunny boy. Yeah. Thumbs down. But but I, uh, no score. I give it no score because I did not watch the whole thing. I fast forwarded through most of it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so in the interest of uh, saving my credibility on some level whatsoever, I'm not going to actually give it a score. Uh, Eugene. Okay. Next up for me is a fall break. Oh, God. <laughs> Mother of God. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I watched uh, Buddy Cooper's The Muto Fall, Fall Breakers. Break. <laughs> the Mutilator. Um, it's a slasher movie with bad actors that get killed in great graphic detail from 1985. Mm-hmm. I dig this movie. It's cheesy, it's pre- predictable, and it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I agree 100% yeah, with you, Gene. I, I loved it. it. I thought it was hilarious. Hilarious. It's hilarious. I, it's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, um, you guys. Get it all out. <laughs> I mean, the acting... <laughs> something about these movies where I almost expect the acting to not be good, and the acting is so not good in this. Not to the level of pieces to where it's like... Pieces, like, makes it a masterpiece of trash cinema. Mutilator is just... We're just scraping the bottle of the slasher barrel here. Um, yeah, and it's funny with slashers like this because, like, I wrote my review about Final Exam earlier this week, and you know they're all once you get to this bottom of the barrel kind of thing, they all kind of are the same. Yeah, I mean, but it's funny how we enjoy some and don't enjoy others. <laughs> I, for example, don't enjoy Final Exam. I did enjoy Blood Rage. 
Eugene I, didn't. Yeah, for some reason I didn't, but Mutilator total felt Mutilator up. was fun. Yeah. I would like I would like to um, oh, I wish our I audience like could just... see the just shit eating grin on Eugene's face when he talks about the terrible <laughs> acting in this movie, yet the other eighties slasher movies I recommend to him, like, hey, check this one out. He's like, I haven't seen it. And then he's like, the acting was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes these characters aren't as like when I watched um what was that damn Christmas movie you made me watch? Oh, Eugene. Good night. Yes, those characters were all awful people. <laughs> these people aren't necessarily like unlikable as far as being that douchey or no, they're, they're or not. Whatever. I, agree. I agree there. I agree. I agree. They're they're just so it's okay. I I can kind of forgive the the bad acting in this kind of situation if they're just being goofy and okay. But if I, if they're being awful yeah. and doing it badly, then I, because I they are, the, these characters are all just being kind of goofy. We're kind of slow. I mean, Ralph is my favorite. Slow learner types. <laughs> yeah. What's going on in here? That yes. one guy. Right. guy? Yeah. Oh, the, uh-huh. and I, it's, what's funny is the one, the one guy, the, the, the quote unquote jokester, he was kind of picking Ralph. Up, Ralph he was picking on the girl. But, like, his jokes, none of them were really mean. And, like, she was genuinely pissed at him. I'm like, he's not doing anything that's really mean to her. Like, he's, yeah. he, it's it's all so amateurish. I loved it. <laughs> yep, I thought it was great. I would like to, um, there, there is a consistent song that plays throughout this. Yes. And it, the original title of the movie was called Fall Break. They changed it to The Mutilator. And there is a song... That when you, when Eugene, you told me that there was a song, I thought that it was just kind of like a clip or like just like a, a I don't know what I was expecting, but I was not expecting an entire song oh, seven minutes that long. somebody actually yes. wrote for this movie. So I'd like to read two of my favorite lyrics from this <laughs> song. <laughs> the first being, when you fall into my arms, I'll break into your heart. <laughs> Holy shit, that's romantic. <laughs> the, <sighs> the second is, the second is, Running in the sand and feeling all right. right. It should should be running in the sand and feeling cold because this movie had no temperature whatsoever. They're like outside in their coats and their parkas and they're like a burr. But in the next scene, they're out on the beach running around taking their clothes off at night. And have to worry about getting struck by lightning because for whatever reason. Half the movie takes place in a tarped over pool that they're swimming around in just as an excuse to <laughs> swim around we got a pool damn it we're gonna swim around in it and, and what's funny is fall break and i might be wrong but is there such a thing as a fall break oh that is the I least of this know. movie's inconsistencies they stop off my favorite thing in the whole movie was right at the beginning they stop off at the convenience store let's get some beer because we're gonna get drunk you know <laughs> You know where I'm going with this as a fellow drinker. Uh, And this guy's like, there's six of them. Yeah. Six of them. Yeah. He comes, he's like, I'm going to go get a six pack. And so he goes in, gets a six pack and he comes up to the counter and the guy has a senior discount sign, 10%. He says, Hey, I'm a law student. That's not fair. You should give that to everyone. I'll tell you what, you give it to me. I'll buy another six pack. All right. (laughs) Guy says, all right. So he goes and buys two six-packs. So on the way to the house, they drink... Everybody's drinking one as they roll up to the house and they're like, woo, party! That's six beers down. Hours later, yep. they're cracking into another one. And they're drunk as hell. <laughs> We're going on a, a fall break! A fall break. Oh. 
I don't I don't know if if fall break was like I don't think fall I don't remember ever taking a fall break in any school. No, at, at all. I don't think it's anything. And I was wondering maybe it was a thing, and then this movie came out and that killed fall breaks for everybody, and <laughs> they like, just don't have, exist anymore. We can't have fall breaks. There's too many mutilators out there yes. who hang out in tarped over <laughs> swimming pools that are on the beach. Uh, that, and I also <laughs> I enjoyed that they used this like the speed up gag like oh, a, that was like, the one hilarious. Where, where went that was that was so funny. I'm like that. That's so bad. It's great. Or <laughs> no, it's look. It's it's totally enjoyable, but it's it's so bad. It's average. There's a hundred movies like this, okay? And this was what it, it shocks me when we come across a roulette that's an '80s slasher that I have to take because that's what you put on the damn roulette. And I'm like, oh, not bad. And you watch it, and you're like, it sucked. Fuck you for making me watch it. And I'm like. Then you're like, Mutilator, yes, it's totally average, and I love it. And I'm like, D- what the, there's not that big a <laughs> That's difference. what I'm talking about. That, it just it boggles my mind. I don't know, because it happens to me, too. Yeah. Like, I didn't, where there's, they're all basically the same thing, but, but some for some reason, some, some of them are much more forgivable. I will, say, I, I will say this, the biggest positive about Mutilator, uh, the, the kills were gruesome, and there, yes, there was bloodshed that was very... Good. Mm-hmm. Although that first one with that the jock guy, who is my my favorite actor by far, who whips <laughs> over the door and, and is getting <laughs> killed by the yeah thing. the motorboat yeah. thing, and he's like, oh, 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 while he's being chopped up with an engine. It was uh, it was just just. Uh. So was there. Were we supposed to be surprised when it was his dad? Or I don't we, think everybody so. knew it was his no. dad, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, I knew that exactly. I don't, I don't know. If maybe they thought that they were, and they kept yeah. saying it like, going to be a surprise." The axe is missing. But... Well, maybe Dad took it. Don't say it's stolen. It's okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. She uh, was really concerned about that axe. My yes. God, we have spent too much time talking about this movie. Now, I will say <laughs> this though. It, it, what's funny is that uh, I think that we all kind of agree that pieces it, it's a bad movie but it is a great example of of z grade slasher done perfectly right i don't know about perfectly yes. but look there in, in the the sea of these types of movies there are ones that stand out because they're they have something different to offer sleepaway yeah. camp silent night deadly night pieces you know these are movies where i'm like oh okay you're doing this thing but it's better i like like you really went for it and this is one where it's just like yeah yeah. Uh, I mean, the kills were great, but they spent so much time dicking around getting to it. And that's uh, and, uh, oh, break! We're going to listen to seven minutes of this piece. I of laughed song. every time. Oh, that whenever that song came, came on, buy a twelve oh. pack for six people and be blasted drunk. Yeah. And then I was, and then I was singing it to myself. Like the next day, I was like, "Oh, break! Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> yep, me too. Good job, Buddy Cooper. Good job. Yep, uh-huh. failed in name and directing. Moving on, <laughs> Jess." <laughs> All right, so um, I just have a couple here that I can wrap up real quick. I watched Going Clear, Scientology, and the Prison of Belief, uh, the new documentary. The the Church of Scientology obviously very much did not want to come out. Wow. And it's, it, you know, I, don't, I know Scientology. Before I watched this, I knew vaguely what Scientology was. I just kind of stayed away from it because it's just, it's Looney Tunes to me. There's no way I'm ever going to be anywhere near interested in it but i wanted to see this documentary because i wanted to see how like what it really was all about and i wanted to hear the kind of stories and 
it is terrifying what happens to some of these people. And I, I just, I can't, I don't understand how it, it's a cult. It's, it's what it is, is it's, it's basically a multi-billion dollar cult. And they show the, the building, like the Church of Scientology building, which is located, I don't know where, but it looks like a Wes Anderson building. <laughs> oh. It's hugely blue, like it's huge and it's kind of a weird color blue and it has just Scientology and these big weird letters on it. And I was like, am I watching a Wes Anderson movie for a second? Because it kind of, that's kind of what this reminds me stop of. Stop motion animated Fox meets you at the door. Welcome! <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, exactly. But Bill Murray is someone I, some of these people <laughs> the priest. talking about how they have to escape to get out of it and how they like when they do, they have to be really careful because people will come for them to try and take them back to it. And one lady was talking about how she um, like they I guess they take children and like to put them in some kind of care facility or whatever. And she went and finally found her child and and this it's it was absolutely terrible and i don't have kids and i felt awful that her daughter was alive and she remains alive she made a full recovery but she found her baby that like of like totally starving her eyes were welled shut like basically like from just gross grimy crap because she was sick and i just i can't understand how because they go in de detail about Tom Cruise and John Travolta and from what it sounds like John Travolta when he initially got into it was really into it and then he started kind of figuring out some of the really bad shit that was going on mm. but it sort of seems like they have him kind of trapped in it now that he can't like get out of it but Tom Cruise is all about it he loves it they show all these different videos of like him talking it, I, it, I don't like Tom Cruise and now I no. Definitely don't like Tom Cruise. I can't. I just. No. It was. It, the idea of Scientology is ludicrous. And the fact that there are so many people involved and that they're getting away with basically being a cult and kidnapping people and pretty much causing the death of some people, I, I can't even understand how it exists without people going in and investigating and. Hopefully something comes of this documentary. I know nothing will because it's too it, it's it has too much money behind it. There's no way that it's going to get taken down that with one documentary. But it it was eye opening. <clears throat> the complete lack of shock you're hearing is from two boys who grew up in Amish country. So yeah, yeah, yep, that's true. Exactly. I grew. Preface everybody who does not know. I was not raised religious, and I am not religious, so I'm not really familiar with that kind of extremism um, in in religion. So the, a, a that's lot of what you're always... saying, Jess, uh, is what Eric and I grew up around. Around, is, yeah. Is yeah. that... I can't, yeah, I can't even fathom that. That doesn't, the idea of that is just, no. I remember a family reunion when I was a, a young wee lad where uh, all of my cousins came up to me and told me that I was going to hell and my whole family was going to hell because my dad had mm. a ponytail. Uh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> wow! The that was the that was the least that was the least of the things. <laughs> so this stuff it runs rampant, but it's just a matter of how much you let it control you. Same with uh, yeah. any um, cult kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You you choose how much it it controls your life. <clears throat> they do not. Um, okay, 
Anything else? Uh, sorry, I'm not going to cut uh, you off. Yeah, I do. I have one sure. more. Um, I watched, it's 2015, I watched The Boy, um, which I let Eugene watch. I don't know if you watched I it yet watched or not. I haven't watched it yet, nope. Um, the Boy is not the puppet movie by the same name. Um, this is the 2015 film that is about a boy who lives with his father at a motel that's dying. It's basically kind of like a psycho setup. It's in a dying motel that nobody comes to, and the father is an alcoholic, and the kid's really bored. Um, and so he's growing up without any friends. His mom left with one of the motel uh, clients at some point. She just skipped town and left with one of them, leaving him with his father. And it's basically, it's a very, very kind of normal progression of a serial killer. Like, they start as a young boy, and they're very interested in dead animals and things like that. And then it just progresses further and further and further. This movie is really, it's it's shot in wide, it's, it's shot wide. So it looks really cool, and you get this whole—you get the whole feeling of every, he's just totally isolated. There's nothing around, save the very few people that come back, you know, come stay at the hotel or at the motel. And it's just his obvious progression into this kid is fucked up, and he's getting more and more, and because of his surroundings. Um, there is an interesting aspect to this movie that I don't know if it's will happen i don't know exactly the the plan of when it will happen but this is supposed to be the first in three and that this is actually supposed to be following him as he grows up into a serial serial killer wait so the wait, first wait, movie like, is about like the same way in that that boyhood followed a kid for 12 years like it's gonna keep the same actor and progress through. i it's think like... that's yeah that's that i think so wow and because there's not a lot of information on it, there's only a little few things here and there that say that it's the first in a three-part series that this director, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, wants to make this film following this boy as he progresses into a serial killer. So it starts with the, you know, with the boy, and then it, the, um, how it plays out, it would end up him as a teenager in the next movie, and then a, uh, an adult in the third, and it starts in the early in the late eighties, so that would bring it probably right up into present time, I guess, if they did it yeah, that way. Could by the third one, yeah. Mhm. Mm but I don't write. But it's really hard to find more information on that, so I don't know if that project is actually going to continue or because as it stands, it it's it's a movie by itself. The end does set it up to have another one, but it doesn't necessarily need to have another one um, going on. So if that project is dead in the water, it's not suffering on that. I do say that I would prefer it to keep going on because otherwise it is kind of just sort of a paint by numbers. Kid is turning into a serial killer kind of thing. There's some interesting <laughs> shots. There's there's some whatever, but because it's it's just that that normal like oh he like he he's fascinated by dead animals the the the, the Dexter angle problems. as opposed to the sunny exactly. boy angle where it's being forced on him. is that what you're saying okay. right right yeah exactly gotcha and so for me I enjoyed it but I enjoyed it more because I like the idea of it going on but if they don't do it again it probably I I definitely don't see me rewatching it anytime soon it's not really a movie that's like yeah I really feel like watching this kid. Mm -hmm. uh, Really live a lonely existence yeah. and wow, turn into a serial killer. That's fun. <laughs> there is a scene at the end that I think you will enjoy, Eugene. 
It has to do with horrible teenagers getting their comeuppance. That's always a good thing. I'm down for that. Always mm-hmm. a good thing. Okay. Well, Anything else for the boy? And that. And no, that's it for me. I'm interested to see. I want to talk more about it when when Eugene watches it, and if you watch it, Eric, because yeah. I want to want to yeah, I'm sure we'll both see where it's it. gone. Yeah, we'll, we'll both give it a shot. And see what uh, see what we come back with. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a real quick doubleheader and I'll be done. Uh, Cue the Winged Serpent. This movie has been out forever, and this is the other David Carradine movie I was talking about. Um, Mm -hmm. And my expectations were in the toilet for this movie, I'll tell you the truth. It looks like a lot of stop-motion animation, real cheesy dragon-flying beast around New York. I love that thing. I gotta say, (laughs) I had a hell of a lot of fun with this movie. It definitely has Mm -hmm. its flaws. It's not great, great, but totally entertaining watch they spend way too much time on nervous train wreck goofy dude um but have you seen the stuff i adore oh, yeah. the stuff are you that kidding me is great i, I yeah. watched that for the first time before you were born <laughs> 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 on a 10 inch black and white tv <laughs> probably with eugene beside me switching the channels back to so battlestar cool. galactica the original <laughs> so, we, so we wouldn't get in trouble yeah <laughs> Or V. Yeah, or V. I think that the only two movies that that guy is in, though, is Q, the Winged Serpent, and the stuff. Okay, I like it more now. No, I I did enjoy the film very much. It it was total throwback silly to childhood, and (laughs) totally ridiculous. Uh, It's, what, maybe 85 minutes, and it probably could be 75. Uh, You could cut out some of the guy and his relationship with his woman that's dysfunctional. Uh, Didn't really need that. But all of the old school special effects were a total blast and gory and the, the winged serpent throwing people off the Chrysler building was hysterical. It was just like, <laughs> nab you and your bad idea and your Uzi. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Okay. So definitely give that one a chance. I, that was funny. Uh, next up, Maggie, another 2015 movie. I wanted to check off Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a big old fat, no score for this one. Didn't even finish it. I, freaking hate movies that I can tell what's going to happen. I can nail down every single plot point for the rest of the movie in the first 15 minutes. And I thought, there's no way they're going to do A to B to C, D, E, F, G. And so I went on Wikipedia, as I do, give me your plot, lay it all down for me. Yep, I was right on every single aspect. And done. Turn it off, because it's drab and boring and slow and... We're artsy, because we're all grayscale. No, you're not. You're boring. And I knew. I just. Did you uh, watch it? I'm not into Arnold. Oh, that, it's a zombie movie, though. I'm not really big on zombies. <laughs> oh, zombies not my favorite sub subgenre. Okay. Well, I gave it a shot because it was 2015. I'm trying to check as many off as I can. Uh, but a big old no score from me. Uh, Eugene, anything else uh, you want to review? Nope, I think I'm good. Okay. Uh, Jess, anything else? Uh, no, that pretty much covers it for me. Okay. Any plugs or teas or anything? Anybody? No? Good? Uh, well, I got the Entity on Blu-ray today in the mail, so I'm looking forward to watching that again. Cool. Eugene? Um, I actually have the four-pack of, uh, Dolph Lundgren, Jean- <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> oh, what is Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, and Jason Statham, uh, Action four pack with ICU Blitz, which I did watch that one. Um, In Hell from Van Damme, which is the reason I bought that movie, uh, the, this Blu ray set, and then the Dolph Lundgren 
I something kindergarten cop too. Something actiony, <laughs> something something. Yeah. So I, supposedly that in hell movie is a good movie. We shall see. I've heard that before. But I've just been skeptical. We'll see. It was five bucks, so why not? Yeah, that's yeah. We'll it's see. a pack of action. Okay. Um, and I have uh, coming up. I've watched a few more movies, but we'll save those for our really big uh, recently yeah. watched uh, next episode. Um. Okay, I guess that's going to wrap it up. Uh, as always, Movie Freaks Pod is your keyword for at yahoo.com for mail, facebook.com, uh, Twitter, Movie Freaks Pod, all the usual uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, Cinema Sidekicks, Visit Our Friends. And I think that's going to do it. I'm Eric Barner. I'm Eugene Weaver. I'm Jess Hicks. Bye. See ya. Hola. I don't know why I said hola. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. I don't know why I said hello. You replaced my thanks. I did. I was like, he didn't say thanks, so I got to say something dumb. You I totally threw it off. Awesome. Oh, now she has to I'm say hello at the end every yes, time. Yes, I'm so glad that I'm off the hook. Now it's hola. What this I really wanted kind of to a... say was aloha, but it came out hola. So see, again, with those like similar sounding like things. It. Yes, it's now transferred from from my thanks to hola. Oh, great. <laughs> Eric, oh, you're next. I'm totally terrified of what I'm going to come up with. It's going to be oh, a yeah. la vista, babe. Bye, uh, podcast. guys. Bye. <laughs> <See> ya. <laughs> Bye. We're going on a fall break. <laughs> I'm not hitting stop yet. Okay. Are we done? Are we done? Yeah. I am. Thanks for listening.